the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Who votes for these people? Well, enough people in San Francisco voted for Chesa Bodine uh, as district attorney, and he's already come out in defense of the street peeing and pooping community. That's right. That's apparently a pretty large group out there in most California cities. But here's the quote from the new DA. And how would you feel if he was talking about your neighborhood? Here's the quote. We will not prosecute cases involving quality of life crimes such as public camping, offering or soliciting sex, public urination, blocking a sidewalk, etc. They should not and will not be prosecuted. Now, this guy was elected elected district attorney of San Francisco. He comes from Yale by way of Chicago and was raised, are you ready, by Bill Ayers and his wife because his dad and mother, buddies of Ayers, the Ayers couple, is in prison, probably for life, for killing a bank guard during a robbery. He comes from a family of terrorists, and he has a big problem with incarceration, by the way. He says he comes to that because of having to go through metal detectors as a kid to get a hug from his dad. Of course, he was in prison. Of course, the uh, bank guard his dad murdered hasn't hugged anybody in a long time. Now, these people are getting elected to powerful positions, and apparently they're doing it legally. San Francisco used to be a pretty nice town. Can't imagine why anybody would want to live there or visit there now. My favorite, by the way, is uh, public camping. That's what's call- that's what he's calling living on the street. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to someone from Rasmussen Reports, the most accurate polling company, and get some numbers on President Trump since it's the day before the ridiculous impeachment hearings tomorrow go public. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about black-on-black crime. There have been 82 murders in Allegheny County so far this year, and 66 of them were black on black, a black killer and a black victim. We're going to talk to the managing editor of the new Pittsburgh Courier about an editorial uh, calling uh, for which he says, well, this is what the editorial says, stop the genocide. We'll have that in the second half hour. Rasmussen coming up right after the break. Stick around. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roof. Siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Stagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. 
but I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. So the impeachment hearings go public tomorrow, and the Democrat circus will be getting a lot more exposure. That's a good thing for them because uh, impeachment, or at least you know, digging up enough damaging evidence on the way to impeachment, is about the only way they're going to beat Donald Trump. The numbers, the way they look right now, mean that Trump is going to win. Rasmussen Reports was the most accurate poll in 2016. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports. He joins us now. Fran, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So I'm, I have on my phone right now, I'm looking at it right now, it's not written by you, but it's um, it's on the uh, um, Rasmussen Reports website. Uh, it's written by uh, Brian Jundef. Right. Yeah, uh, Brian's one of our uh, uh, commentators. Yeah, and the headline is, Impeachment is Getting Boring. And I, I was funny because... Before I saw that, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you was, how much does the average person, and I'm assuming you've done some kind of polling on this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, how much does the average person in America who doesn't do a talk show or doesn't work in the media or doesn't work in a, as a pollster, how much does the average person actually pay attention to and care about this stuff? Right. Well, I would say basically like all things Trump, that it pretty much depends on the, what they think of the president. If you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, you've supported President Trump all along, then you pretty much blow the impeachment off. You continue to support the president overwhelmingly. If you're a Democrat, you may not necessarily know the details, but you are <clears throat> excuse me, overwhelmingly against the president. So you're, you're, you, we, you don't see a lot of movement in the impeachment numbers. I mean, I, we haven't seen that for months. Uh, it's not like all of a sudden, wow, 60% of the people in America think the president should be impeached. It's not. It's the exact same percentage of people who didn't like Trump when it was Russia, who don't like Trump now when it's the Ukraine, who didn't like Trump the day he beat Hillary Clinton. And that's uh, that. Is that uh, reflected in the media, or is is the are the media reflecting what people think? In other words, um, the the media are impeachment wall to wall, especially MSNBC, CNN, Fox. Maybe not quite as much, but if it's almost impossible to watch that stuff now for me anyway, because there's nothing new. Um, I know what the Republicans are going to say, and I know how the Democrats are going to respond, and vice versa. Uh, so it, is, is there any reason to believe that those numbers are going to change? What what could make it change other than a some blockbuster revelation? To, right. It would have to be a blockbuster revelation, John. I mean, if they, if they had footage of Trump 
saying to the Ukraine guy, you know, here's a stack of $100,000 bills that totals uh, $50 million. I want you to investigate Biden. That might make a difference, but I suspect that most of the president's supporters overwhelmingly would just suspect that the, the uh, footage was a put-up job. Uh, I'm not sure that there's anything at this juncture that could um, could sway. And, and what's interesting, I mean, the real poll, as I often say to people, is how the politicians react. The fact that not one single Republican broke ranks in the House of Representatives to vote with the impeachment inquiry, uh, on the impeachment inquiry vote, shows you what they're hearing at home. It's showing that every one of those Republicans, I don't care whether they're from a moderate district or a far-right district, are not hearing from voters who care about impeachment. And so they're not going to, the Republicans are not breaking ranks. Um, do you do you get the feeling that um, that the, the that, that there's that the Democrats are overplaying this? Is it? I know you're not a, a, a political analyst in that sense, but if you were advising the Democrats based on the numbers you see, would you would you suggest to them that maybe they're overplaying this a little bit and it's not working? Well, I, I don't know that I can say it's not working. I mean, say, so the Democrats, they have to keep their their voters in a frenzy, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, because turnout is the name is going to be the name of the game next time. I mean, Trump has, by normal standards, has a, a highly successful record as a president. The economy's booming. That normally should be enough to get someone easily reelected. So the Democrats, as we know, are kind of all over the place on the economy, ranging from pure socialism to moderate capitalism, if you will, uh, they don't really necessarily want to have the media highlighting Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. Uh, they'd rather the, the message stay on, stay, be an anti-Trump message. Uh, keep the focus on Trump. Trump's a bad guy. He stole the election. He worked with the Russians. Now he, he was illegally bribing the Ukrainians. They just want to keep it anti-Trump all the time because they think that that mobilizes their voters. And, 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 uh, based on the numbers, is an anti-Trump approach better than a pro-whoever-else-they-have-right-now right now approach? Based on the numbers, I would say yes, because, I mean, we, we did a survey, John, about oh, two months ago, and we asked people, are you going to vote, if, you, if the election was held today, would you vote for President Trump or against President Trump? Uh, would you vote against, would, you, would your vote be based on Trump or would it be based on the Democratic candidate? Fifty-two percent of people said that they would vote against Trump if the election were held. And again, this is two months ago. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of those voters said that the, the reason they would vote that way is because of Trump. It didn't matter who the Democratic candidate was. Wow. So the Democrats want to keep the focus on Trump in their minds because Trump derangement syndrome is still going strong out there in America among the Democrats and among the millennials. And so they want to keep fanning that flame because they think that's the best chance they've got. So how is Trump doing right now in his favorable, unfavorable numbers? Well, today he's down to 44 percent. Last week he was up to 50. Um, I think the one thing we can definitely say that impeachment does is that it, for that small percentage of folks in the middle, uh, let's say 10, 12 percent, who, who decide elections, this constant impeachment drumbeat just casts a shadow over Trump's name, and it and it allows the media not to report the good news. Mm-hmm. It allows the media not to report that he's defeated ISIS, that the economy's booming, that he's got North Korea on the ropes, that he's got China on the ropes. They don't report that stuff. They just report impeachment 24-7. Yeah, I saw a uh, – I don't know where I saw it today uh, – that 96 percent of the coverage – about Trump is negative right now. It's kind of tough to yeah, that, plow against those that numbers. Sounds pretty normal. That sounds about right. That's been the way ever since he pretty much got in the Republican race. That's pretty much the way it's been. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking to Fran Coombs. He's the managing editor at Rasmussen Reporting. So uh, how does he compare, how does his numbers, his favorable, unfavorables, compare to Obama at this point in his last year? Well, in his, his last service first term. Yeah, not his last year. Obama's numbers went up his last year, interestingly enough. And uh, I don't know whether maybe Republicans were just focused so much on the uh, on the elections that they weren't thinking as much about or thinking as negatively about Obama. But when you look at this stage of Obama's presidency, Trump's numbers are pretty close to his. I mean, they 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 run pretty much about the same. Approval in the mid to high forties, uh, disapproval in around fifty to low fifty. 
uh, low 50s. Uh, Obama's last year, his numbers went up and got better. But at this stage, you know, three years into his presidency, he was looking pretty much like Trump's looking. Is he pretty much looking like almost every president is looking, uh, with few exceptions? Right. And I I think that's true. And uh, I think maybe I think social media undoubtedly amplifies things. And uh, we've never seen the media quite uh, quite as uh, uh, overtly anti-Republican, anti-conservative as we've seen. But remember, there was a lot of mud being thrown at George W. Bush Mm -hmm. and even Ronald Reagan, for those who remember back that far. Yeah, I do remember back that far. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Reagan was uh, behind. Well, Bush was behind Dukakis uh, by a lot uh, in when when uh, I don't know what I'm talking about uh, before he ran. And right. and he just completely overcame that. I don't remember how, but uh, I do remember Dukakis. Yeah, well, there, Dukakis sitting in the tank with the helmet that on. Killed him, that, yeah. that, that killed him. Yeah, that killed him. And the uh, the answer about if his wife was, if his wife was raped, attacked and raped, how he would react. Oh yeah, yeah. His, his you know lukewarm response to that. But yeah, look, I think again, it's all these polls that we've seen now, John. When you, when you imagine Trump versus anybody, what you're what you're basically saying is the Democratic anti-Trump vote going behind anybody. I mean, if we said Bozo the Clown versus Trump, Bozo the Clown would get the same number of votes that Joe Biden gets. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what it's really going to... Bl- I mean, what, as you know, I mean, you cover this stuff a lot, just like I have. I mean, when it, when it really matters, when the rubber hits the road, is next year. Mm-hmm. Late next summer, after the conventions, between then and the election day, when you've got a real face on a Democratic candidate. So then voters in America decide, do I want Trump to be the president, or do I want Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders to be the president? Wow. Now, as long as you brought them up, um, looking at what you see in the Democrat uh, primary race right now, uh, the the race for the nomination, um, do you see anybody there who's going to uh, who's a slam dunk or anybody who's is Warren way ahead is Biden way ahead what's up with that and what do you what do the numbers show you right well our survey surveying continually shows that Biden has has a sizable you know has a 10 15 point lead on on pretty much anybody else we did a survey today for example we just put it up this morning we we threw Bloomberg into the mix so, and we just took the top three at Bloomberg. So it was Bloomberg, Biden, Sanders, Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloomberg got 10%. Biden got 39 Wow. Uh, and my recollection is, is that Sanders and Warren were like 16 and 13 or something like that. Um, Biden continues to lead. Biden's problem is he, he can't, and this is among Democrats now. This is among likely Democratic voters. But Biden can't seem to grow his support. In every survey we've done, he's never gotten more than 39% of the likely Democratic vote. So he always leads. But what we don't know is when it gets down. I mean, Sanders and Warren, both of them aren't going to be in there. One of them's going to have to quit at some mm-hmm. point. And then obviously that vote, you would think that the bulk of that vote is going to go to the remaining candidate. Right. So when you get all these other guys, when you get all these other folks out of the race, what's going to happen? Then is Biden, Then we'll see whether Biden faces a real challenge, whether Warren can push past him, because Biden's definitely got the vote of the old school, um, you know, middle-aged and older Democratic voter, uh, white, primarily white, but he's got a lot of Ford among blacks. Um, well, Sanders and Warren, their voters are basically the under 40 crowd, particularly Sanders. Sanders has very strong support among the under 40 crowd. Uh, so anyway, the race, we don't really know. I mean, if I had to bet, I would say Biden's going to be the nominee. But you, we got to get more candidates out of there. You, you, you think Biden, if you were going to bet money right now, you'd say Biden? Yeah, I think Biden, because I think, look at all the people now that are attacking Warren over Medicare for all. Um, I don't see any way that Bernie Sanders is the nominee because the the older heads of the party are just not going to accept that. He he's too much of a yeah. you know a cantankerous old guy. That's a lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Warren, you said that, John, not me, but I don't necessarily <laughs> disagree. Um, Warren Warren is obviously one of the media's favorite candidates mm-hmm. right now, but her Medicare for All plan is getting just totally blown out of the water. Uh, that's one reason why Bloomberg's jumping in the race. I mean, he sees an opening. Um, I think Hillary 
she she may surprise us and jump in the race because she sees an opening. Because I'm not sure that Warren can close the deal, especially when you've got the big money people that normally support Democrats saying that they're not going to touch Warren because her views are too radical. So I'm, I'm not sure, you know, ultimately in the end, you know, Biden, Biden may make it. Now, uh, that could change if they find a million dollars in Hunter's brown pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But remember, too, that the voters, like I was saying earlier, these people are anti-Trump voters. Yeah. They're not necessarily pro-Democratic nominee voters. I mean, you could put a you could put a used car up against Trump, and about 80% of these people would vote for right, it. Right, right. Okay, so remember that too. They're not they they don't seem to be too bothered by. I mean, look at Hillary Clinton. My God, I mean, she uh, can't get much more corrupt than that. No. And they seem to they seem to just look right past that. Now, what about state by state? That's fairly important. Everybody likes to look at this big number, but uh, how's Trump doing in in the states he needs to do well in? Well, actually, we don't do that that kind of surveying. So all I know of that is pretty much what you read. And uh, oh, okay, and. You know, but the one thing I will say, John, I think it's important to recognize is in our numbers, and I will also say this anecdotally, uh, among the people I talk to in Washington and all over the country, I can, and I ask people this too, I haven't found a single person who voted for Trump who has gone south on Trump since then. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're stronger in their support, and they tell, you know, people anecdotally tell me this. And I see this in our numbers, too. I mean, he has very high support among Republicans, you know, 80s, 90s, low 90s, you know, among Republicans. We pit him, you know, is, should the party be more like Mitt Romney or more like Donald Trump? And Romney's just blown out of the park. Um, so I don't see Trump losing any votes from the votes that he got last time. The question then is, can the other side excite their voters enough to and and also does Trump pick up any voters from people who aren't caught up in impeachment, who aren't caught up in the Trump derangement syndrome, but are just looking at a bigger paycheck, uh, are looking at their you know four hundred one k going up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so will he pick up those kind of votes uh, versus the, the other crowd that would like I say vote against would vote for anybody against Trump? How much would the black vote have to um, change? to um to help trump would it have to change yeah, well, much i i can't put a number on it but i would say that you know if there's any kind of serious defection among black voters you know five six seven percent going to trump that's big republic repu uh, problem for the democrats the democrats have got to have monolithic black support to pull this off and um, as we know i mean hillary suffered because she couldn't begin to get the black turnout that obama did mm -hmm. uh and again you have to ask yourself i mean the black candidates uh, have have stumbled so far um i saw deval patrick i saw a report today that deval yeah. patrick the former black uh governor of massachusetts is thinking about jumping into the race because he's probably seeing cory booker stumbled uh you know kamala harris another candidate of color she has stumbled um, so, you know, he may think like, Hey, there's, there's a place for me here because I can't, I don't, I can't imagine that black voters would be really excited about having another older white candidate, you know, especially if the deep slot is filled by a person like that too. I mean, they, they went to bat for Hillary. Uh, are they going to go to bat for Biden too with enthusiasm? I mean, obviously they're going to vote overwhelmingly for him, but are they going to do it enthusiastically? Is there going to be, record turnout, which is what the Democrats need, and I suspect not. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on with us, Fran. I'm out of time. Um, one quick question. i got about 15 seconds. Uh, again, I'll ask you, if you were betting money, to, if the election were tomorrow, who wins? Oh, that's not fair. Not I mean, fair? Yeah, no, I would say, it, look, I think it's going to be very close. People shouldn't consider, uh, you know, think otherwise. It's going to be very close, but I certainly think on the basis of what we know so far that Trump can pull it out. Very good. Fran, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Fran Coombs. Okay, my pleasure. Take care. Thank you. And that's Fran Coombs of Rasmussen Reporting. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Donald Trump is claiming credit for a strong economy. We have ended the war on American workers. We have stopped the assault on 
American industry, and we have launched an economic boom, the likes of which we have never seen before. Mr. Trump added his administration is responsible for the creation of 7 million jobs. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard says a wavy jet stream is spreading an Arctic air mass over a big chunk of the Midwest and East Coast. It goes up and it goes down. And so much of the central and the east is in the down portion of that wave, which allows air to come in from the north. So we kind of have a direct route um, kind of from the Arctic. Um, so we're getting that Arctic air into much of the central and eastern U.S. The mid-autumn taste of winter brought record single-digit temperatures to Chicago and environments and set snowfall records in Buffalo and Detroit. This is SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Take advantage of Black Friday deals going on now at Lowe's. You'll find savings throughout the store to help you get your home ready in time for the holidays. Like up to 40% off select appliance special values, including a Whirlpool fingerprint-resistant stainless steel electric range with frozen bake technology for $125 less. Now $674. Plus, get up to 40% off washers, dryers, refrigerators, and more. Whatever updates you need to make this holiday season, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 12.5 U.S. only. Mike Gallagher explains why Washington doesn't like the president. It's way beyond just personality and tweets and temperament. No, 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 no. This is the one guy who has successfully taken on the machine. The deep state is just on fire. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you could qualify for 20% off select 2019 Silverado Crew Cab or Double Cab pickups or 0% APR financing for up to 72 months plus up to $2,500 in down payment assistance. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. On November 14th, local Light of Life Rescue Mission will compete in a fundraising challenge against the City Mission in Cleveland. The goal of the Blitz Against Homelessness campaign is to raise money for families and individuals experiencing homelessness during the holidays. The two rescue missions have a total of 20 hours and 20 minutes from midnight on Thursday the 14th until kickoff of the Brown Steelers game at 8.20 p.m. that evening to accept donations toward their programs. Let's help Pittsburgh's Light of Life Rescue Mission take the crown. Go to lightoflife.org slash give and be part of this unique event. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of delays and the temps below freezing. You might see some slippery spots on the highways. Got that volume delay on the outbound Parkway East. Forbes Avenue to Edgewood's Grisdale. Inbound Parkway West slows down Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Northbound 79, very heavy from the Parkway North all the way out to Lindsay Road. Outbound 28 backs up Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. And outbound 65 is heavy from 19 to the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Tonight starts out with leftover flurries, especially in the laurels. Otherwise, we'll have partial clearing, and it'll be very cold. We'll drop to 15. The record low for the date's 13. 
Still very cold for tomorrow, despite partial sun. I will just be 33. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, still cold with a low 23. And then clouds will break for sun Thursday, and it won't be as cold with a high of 44. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The headline in the new Pittsburgh Courier with a picture of a gun is Stop the Genocide. And it's an accounting of every homicide in Allegheny County in 2019. Rob Taylor Jr. is the managing editor of the new Pittsburgh Courier, and he joins us now. Rob, thanks for being here. John, so happy to be on your show. So I, uh, I, I looked at this piece, and uh, the big headline is Stop the Genocide. Right. Gen- genocide's a pretty strong word, um, but when you look at the numbers... It kind of fits. Um, well, you know, yeah, John, this is a, you know, we use the word genocide as a strong word because it's a very strong issue. This is an issue that's affecting uh, our African-American community here in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County and elsewhere. And as you see uh, from our uh, first Wednesday in November edition, 66 of 82 homicides, black lives, and all six October victims, African-Americans. It's just something that we here at the Courier want to make sure that we put out front and, you know, let people know this is not acceptable. This is not something that we're going to hide. We have to put it out in the open. We have to face the facts, and we have to do something about it. Well, uh, listen, uh, as you know, I'm an old white guy who grew up in the <laughs> suburbs, right. and I'm not going to for one second try to even uh, consider that I know anything about what it's like to grow up in a in a you know mostly black neighborhood and, and put up with this uh, this stuff going on around me. So uh, what I wanted to ask you, though, was um, how how much credibility, or if maybe that's the wrong word, how much strength does the new Pittsburgh Courier have within the black community, and, and how will they react to this? Well, when we started it 10 years ago, I think that there was, uh, in our community, I think there was kind of a split 50-50 as to whether or not we, as the Courier, as an African-American newspaper, should be discussing this subject so out in the open and just, you know, letting anybody, whether it's the, the old white man, John Steigerwall from right. the suburbs, looking at the, the newspaper and seeing something like this. But as time went on, I think a lot of people in our community really appreciated uh, the Courier for really uh, bringing this issue to light. And it's been uh, well-received over the years. Uh, it is something that... Uh, you know, unfortunately, when there is a victim, uh, we do remember the victim with the names in the paper, and it's in the paper all year long. And uh, I seem to think that the number of homicides have been going down. I don't want to say it's 100% because the courier has been bringing it to light. But what we can say is over the past 10 to 12 years that we've been doing this, there have been a number of new organizations that have come in Pittsburgh, a lot of stop the violence organizations, a lot of other organizations that have kind of jumped on board and said, you know what, if the courier is going to talk about it and put it out in the open, then we can have our own small community neighborhood groups that are going to fight against the violence as well. So I think that's the main thing that's, that's happened is that there's been an offspring of other organizations looking to stop the violence. Yeah, the, the first paragraph you, you, of the piece, you say last month in October, there were six homicides in Allegheny County, all black males between the ages of 22 and 35, and the suspects that police have been able to identify have been black. We must somehow, some way, rally together and get our young people to see that there are other ways to handle adverse situations than with a gun. Now, again, as an old white guy from the suburbs, if there were six... Um, Murders last month in Mount Lebanon or Upper St. Clair. Uh, I don't. I can't even imagine what the what the uproar would be. Um, and so, to me, when you know, when you look at this list and you say it's sixty six of eighty two. It's almost become uh, commonplace enough that that it doesn't register enough. It's just it's uh, life in the big city kind of thing. And uh, how do you how do you get around that? Because I'm well, telling you, this if this happened in the suburbs, you know that this right. would be this would be national news. Yeah, and and that's what we're that's what we're trying to talk about here. You know, um, the uh, you know you just. It's no secret if you take a look at the the history of of, of the the homicides in Pittsburgh. It it really uh, spiraled almost out of control in the early '90s when there was a uh, when there was a gang sector that started to come into uh, many black communities in Pittsburgh. And so 
I think that for for us, we have to, you know, it's been what, from the early 90s to now, it's been almost 30 years. And sometimes, unfortunately, we get desensitized to the crime. So I, you're right. If, it, if this were happening in Mount Lebanon, you know, for the first time ever, you know, they, there'd be an uproar. But the violence, the, 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 the gun violence that's been happening in our community basically over these past 30 or 28-some years, it's almost desensitized people because they're almost so used to it, and that is not what we want to have happen. We don't want to get used to it. We don't want to accept it, and we have to continue to put this at the forefront that even though people feel like, oh, you know, there, there's going to be murders, you can't stop every homicide – you have to still have hope that you can stop the homicides. You have to still have hope that these homicides will cease. And that's what we're trying to do. It's all we're trying to do. Talking to uh, Rob Taylor. He's the managing editor of the Pittsburgh Courier, uh, the new Pittsburgh Courier. Uh, and uh, Rob, again, it's a generational thing um, as a um, – uh, I don't know how old you are – but you say this has been thirty-seven. Yep. Okay, so you, since this has been a, uh, around as this has been a situation that has existed basically since you've been alive, right? So how how do the older people who live in these neighborhoods, the older black people living in these neighborhoods, uh, it, it, it's, this is not something that they uh, were used to at all growing up? Uh, you know, if they're in their sixties. And, you know, in the, in the 60s and 70s, even with the riots and, and the, the upheaval in the civil rights uh, uh, cases, there, was, there wasn't this violence within their own community. Right. And, you know, as, as I am, I'm, like you said, 37 years old. So, you know, I've been told by my mother, my father and a lot of older people that, uh, you know, they, they didn't uh, grow up with this type of violence or anything like that. So, you know, I don't know if I can speak necessarily to what the older people are thinking, but I think I, I'm safe to say that uh, they decry it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't understand it. Um and, the, you know, for me being a younger person growing up here in Pittsburgh, this is where I was born and raised and everything, uh it's it's a situation where I think, as I told you before, you, you know, people of my age and younger, we almost live with the fact that there's that there's been homicides. But once again, uh, we're doing everything we can to try to curb and stop the homicides. And, and and a lot of times, when it comes to you know certain feelings, you know, and certain ways, uh, maybe poverty, other things that that bring on. Violence. There's a lot of people in our community. You know, you talk about Tim Stevens, uh, Coalition mm-hmm. Against Violence, and other organizations that are trying to get to the roots of the problem: uh, poverty, um, uh, certain ways that people were brought up in the household, maybe uh, single parents, something, whatever. Is there's a number of reasons that that contribute to, you know picking up the gun or, or, or resorting to violence. And there's a lot of organizations in Pittsburgh that are really trying to stop the root of the problem. And that's, as the Courier, as a, as a media organization, we're just trying to make sure that we put it out there that this is not right. We want people to know our stance. This is not going to be acceptable. And we're going to keep doing it until the homicides subside. Now, what about the, uh, the focus from the media in general, not necessarily your paper, um, and is there is there too much focus on racism being the cause of this? And and does that take the focus away from what the actual cause is? Or, or do you, are you able to put your finger on what you think uh, the cause is? And is, uh, I'm sure racism is involved in it somehow. But this is happening. You know, it's black on black. So how do you explain that to an old white guy? Well, as I said before, um you know, without being the the one hundred percent expert on right. it, uh, there's 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 a number of, of of factors that I believe. I mean, do um, you say racism? You can talk about the fact that there was a report that just came out a few weeks ago. I think the University of Pittsburgh did it. I believe. I believe the gender equity report that said that um, that African Americans, black women in particular, are are either making I can't remember it exactly, but they just have uh, making less money or, or something of that yeah. of that nature. So you say racism, you say, okay, subtle racism, subtle discrimination, not being able to get certain jobs, um, 
you know, uh, gentrification, pushing people outside city limits. Maybe it's harder for them to get to a certain job. Maybe, maybe if they were inside the city, they were they'd be closer to a job that could mm-hmm. make much more money. So there's a number of those factors that that that, that move into you know. You can even talk about the the school system. How's the school system? Are, are, there, are there money there for the taxes? Um, are, are are the are the greatest teachers? not wanting to teach in, in, in the Pittsburgh public school system? Are they leaving? What's going on? All those things contribute to uh, maybe feelings of desperation, feelings that there's nowhere else to turn, feelings that, uh, that, that violence is the only answer. So that right there is, is, is what we're talking about. You know, the, the totality of so many different things that have been done to the African-American community in Pittsburgh as a whole and other communities in the country that have helped to cause this situation. Yeah, now how about um, the, uh, the fact that it's, it's young men uh, against young men and, and uh, uh, based on your reporting, mm-hmm. uh, how much of it is um, drugs? And 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 gang related and and I guess gang related and drugs is almost the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can't I can't speak to necessarily gang related. I don't believe that there is a, as big of a gang problem in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. as it used to be in the in the early to mid nineties. Of course, um, I think yes, I do think drugs have uh, play a role in that. Um, whether they're, uh, you're selling the drugs, whether you're uh, buying the drugs, uh, whether you're caught up in a certain situation, uh, being robbed, you know, those are all situations where drugs definitely play a part of it. Uh, trying to, uh, yeah, John, I think that's, when you talk about drugs, I think it's those that are selling, um, those that may be buying and then get caught up in a situation, um, wrong place, wrong time, certain situations like that. So, yes, definitely um, drugs do have do play, do play a part. Now, the, the other thing, and I'm, I'm getting short on time here, but one of the things that I, it's always annoyed me about these stories about um, the, the violence, whether it's in the black community or whether, no matter where it is, when these murders are committed or shootings occur, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when there's a mass shooting like a tree of life, there's a, there's a major effort to find out where this guy got the guns, how he was able to get the guns, what should the gun laws do to to prevent it? But I, I, what's absent in so many of these stories about the the, the especially the black on black crime is that where are they gun, where are these guns coming from? These are not the gun, guns of war that you hear about. These aren't AR-15s. And how, um, at some somewhere there is somebody making guns available to these guys. And I don't hear enough about. Where why why aren't we? Where are they? Are they are they catching them? Are they are they getting off on plea deals and getting off on the gun part of it? It just seems like that's where the gun problem is to me. Right, and, you know, I don't I don't I honestly don't know. You know, I'm not a gun owner. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure. I mean, if you if you talk to a number of people, they'll say that you know there's some possible conspiracy of of bringing guns into the black community uh, from people that aren't black mm-hmm. so you know i mean there's so many uh conspiracy you know, so, so many theories as to how the guns get into uh, our community but that definitely is well but if one, i were if i were selling guns looking for a place to sell guns i would go to the place where i'm where i'm finding that people are using them you know what i mean well, what, do you, well, no, what do you mean no well if i'm if i'm white or black if i'm if i'm looking to sell guns oh, i'm not right. going to get make many sales in mount lebanon but i might make some in the in the in the inner city where i'm seeing that there's a, they're being used a lot you know what i mean so right well you know i mean hey, as they say you know this is the society we live in everybody's trying to make a buck and if yeah. that's what people are trying to do you know it's unfortunate yeah. So, uh, what where do you see this going? Uh, and we're talking to Rob Taylor Jr. He's the managing editor of the, of the New Pittsburgh Courier. Where do you see this headed? Well, hopefully, we see it headed uh, in a uh, decline of 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 black on black violence. I mean, um, it's it's disheartening the fact that 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 we have as a newspaper have to talk about it. Um, 
you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand is, as I look at the number of the names that are in our paper, you know, this is a brother or a sister or yeah. a, or a son or 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 father, and you know, if you're living, say, in a white suburban community, and you know, none of your brothers or or sisters or fathers are, are being shot and, and killed, then you may not be able to understand that this type of trauma affects obviously not only the person who is deceased, yep. but it affects the entire family, all the cousins and aunts and uncles. And so what ends up happening is there's a just a, 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 a feeling, uh, just, a, just a very saddening, depressing feeling that a lot of times is in our African-American community due to the gun violence and the homicides, and we want that to be turned around, and we want that to stop. Well, I think everybody does, uh, Rob, and uh, I think it's a great uh, piece that you do, a great thing that you do uh, in the paper by making this uh, public. I think it should be made more public, but uh, that's you're doing the Thank best you, you can. Yeah. I, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. And, and thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thanks a lot, Rob. We appreciate yeah. it. That, that's Rob Taylor of the New Pittsburgh Courier. We'll be right back. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills. 
so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Besthotgrill.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Don Cherry has spoken. A rebel news caught up with him up there in Canada, and here's what he had to say about what he said. Well, David, I think if I had it to do over again, I would have said everybody, and uh, that's what I meant. Everybody should wear a poppy. Uh, beautiful guys that we see, 27 years old, 25, sometimes 18 years old, died for our way of life. Everybody should wear a poppy, and that's what that's what I meant. And uh, it was taken out of context. And uh, you're in the business too, as you know. And uh, I, I, there's not much you can do about it. And uh, it was taken out of context. And the guys that are for me, that uh, they're very quiet. They're the silent majority. And it was a funny thing on that coach's corner. I did a great thing. Uh, I thought I did. And Ron and I did a thing for Max Tommy. He's selling a book. And he had a stick. And they all go to uh, diabetes uh, and his dog, Orion. And then we did uh, two young boys, unfortunately, in Nova Scotia, died. And I mentioned them. And then I did for the Brampton Beast. I did. Uh, they, they were on at four o'clock to honor our troops. They had a game, and not one word was said about that. But you say two little words like, uh, uh, like I said, and you can see what happened. What he was talking about there was he said you people, and uh, it wasn't really taken out of context. It was just um, taken too seriously and overblown, like most things when it comes to saying uh, politically incorrect things. But um, there's, a, there's a petition up there in Canada with lots of names on it to, uh, to bring Don Cherry back. But he's not coming back, and he says he's done. So uh, they'll, they'll try to find somebody to replace him. But here's the thing about guys like Don Cherry. It's kind of like Howard Cosell. I don't know how long he's been gone, but he hasn't been replaced yet. Nobody will replace Don Cherry. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.